It's a good show. Hello. Whether you call yourself a sink surfer or a radio eight baller or something else, I think of you as our listener because you're listening right now. So if you are listening now, perhaps you've been following along this year of daily podcasts that began on August 8th, 2017. And it's been a very weird year all around. And I believe we've reflected that weirdness, especially when we didn't mean to. And so thanks a lot for following along. And by following along, I mean participating. And by participating, I mean that even now your attention is influencing me in ways I cannot fathom. So, thanks. On this episode, I'm performing the role of the musical guest. It's my first time doing so in the 20-year history of the show, so I hope you'll permit me this small indulgence. After this episode, I'm going to be taking a couple of months off from releasing the daily podcasts to prepare for the long-awaited release, I hope, of our Radio 8 Ball app and the all-you-get record that we discuss at length in this episode. Now, during this time, I won't be taking a break from recording Radio 8 Balls. We'll be recording episodes with Mary Lou Lord, uh, Essex Green, Sylvia Black, Myra Flynn, Future Teens, and Stephen Smith, the bands Dirty Vegas and Squeeze. So, you got that to look forward to when we come back in November. In the meantime, if you like the daily podcasts, please subscribe to us so you'll know when we're back. And if you wouldn't mind taking some time to give us some good reviews on iTunes and let your friends who dig music and synchronicity know that we exist and there are 352 podcasts to listen to to get ready for our return for season two, well, that would be just plain groovy. So, now, back to the Radio 8 Ball Show with your host, Matt Brusso. Brusso. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. We're on the radio really, really, really late. On Thursday night, putting questions to the series which we've randomly selected. We press shuffle function on our CD. And it's time for Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. Coin toss or rely on the random chaos. Carl Jung, John Cage, John Lennon, and your Professor Andras all subscribe to it in theory. Six, six, five, two, six, seven, go. Oh, 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 oh
burdened with doubt, plagued with secret desires, or just curious what the future has in store for you, tune in to Radio 8-Ball with your host, Andras Jones, Thursday nights at 1 a.m. on Chaos. Back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking a song at random, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Matt Brousseau, because Andras Jones is today's guest. Ta da! <laughs> beautiful. And of course, he's with Marshall Thompson. Hello! <laughs> in, in sync, you two. It's beautiful, beautiful harmonizing. Uh, and uh, with us this time, uh, we have Ford Pier. Uh, Ford, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Now, uh, how do you know Andras? Uh, what's your relationship with him? Well, he's an old friend. Uh, we met through mutual friends, I don't know, sometime around the millennium. And we kept in touch, and we resolved to work together on a on a record that he wrote. And uh, that's the one that uh, I think that we're... We're celebrating the imminent release of in this uh, this, this series of the uh, the Radio Eight Ball. Is that not so? That is correct. And but over eighteen years, and at no point did you say maybe I should uh, I should stop working on this. You you you, you, you stuck with it for <laughs> no, eighteen. No, he years. did. He did. He put all of the he put in all the hard work at the beginning, and basically his the his great contribution for the last eighteen years is being patient with me. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I should like so I just I should just say so for people who are listeners of the show, you can hear Ford was a musical guest on his own episode a few months back, and it was great. I really recommend you check it out. His own songwriting is is just very smart, and you know, I, dare I say, dangerous. <laughs> not that you'll get hurt, but it will take you. It 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 will not and this and i think that's the thing that you brought as a producer to this record an arranger i i ended up because i had to make i made a lot of decisions after the fact i ended up kind of functioning as a producer of the record but ford's it, the what people consider a producer on a record mostly is what ford did he arranged, he took the songs he arranged them he booked the musicians he he played a ton of the instruments i put everything drums guitar bass vibraphone sang vocals and that dangerous quality that's in his music, which is and shows up differently on my record, is the thing he brought to this record. I think. And uh, now you see, I, I, w- I would disagree. That I love that I you disagree. That, that I that I functioned the way that most people would suppose a, a, a producer did, because there was never any question in the making of this record that all of the important decisions were going to be left up to you. And there are a number of things about the way that the, the, the record the way the record came together or choice of material or uh, uh, certain uh, oh arrangement decisions or whatever that wouldn't have been my first choice we definitely went for what 
you were going to be most comfortable with. I, I, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that I was really a producer. As the, you know, I mean, Mitch Miller, head of A&R, Columbia Records, telling Rosemary Clooney, no, I'm sorry, I don't care whether you think that it's any good or not, Rosie, you're going to be doing this. And Pearl Ravenscroft is going to sing backing vocals on it. <laughs> yes, it's true. You did not treat me. You did not treat me like Rosemary Clooney. And I appreciate that. Uh, well, and, it's, and it is true. I, I was I had some very specific things that I wanted to achieve that I'd never been able to make on a record, have on a record before. And I did have some very spe- and I guess that's the thing that I marvel at the most when I listen to what Ford did on the record is that he totally did everything I asked him to do as a as a producer, arranger, whatever we're going to call it. And yet when I listen to it, there's not like I could never have imagined half of what he created and it's something it, it and for me as a fan of your music for it it's what i loved is like it, i guess i wish i'd love to work with producers who don't produce the way you don't produce because you play it feels so <laughs> you like i think well you know i one- mean like oh. i think that i i'm i'm not as down on the the idea of, of of a producer as they're they're classically appreciated as some are they're not for everybody but I think that a lot of people have done their best work because they've 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 had as a collaborator in the uh, the, the the birthing of a recorded document somebody who was going to challenge their perspective. Sort of like Todd Rundgren uh, and, and uh, Skylarking, that kind of thing. Sure, that, I guess that yeah, that's a that's a uh, that's a that's a pretty good example. Um, I I I think that the you know the big problem there with all the like. Uh, uh, all of the stories about what an unpleasant experience the making of that record went was mainly just perhaps a clash of personalities. I think that I think that even contemporaneously, Andy Partridge, for instance, and Andy Partridge from XTC would have said, "Well, yeah, the musical decisions were great. There was never any question about that. It's just that the the, the personalities were not were not a good, and we never had any sort of a problem with that. But you." You think about, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe like <laughs> John Cale producing the first Squeeze record, <laughs> something like that, and saying, no, 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 these aren't the songs that you guys should be writing. You should be writing different songs. You should be writing about this and that. And, you know, like that sort of a, that sort of a producer. And I think that that sort of a producer has been good for a lot of people. It sort of brought them out of themselves and the audience that they have in their heads, which is you know, like if uh, if, if uh, uh, for some personalities that just sort of turns into a form of confirmation bias, and you're you go into the studio thinking that every mistake that you've ever made is perfect, and uh, you wind up coming up with something which really isn't true to yourself because you've lost perspective on it. Some people, uh, I think, uh, really respond to uh, being pushed. Uh, away from from that sort of an assumed perspective, and it's not always fun, but it has produced some good records in the past. But for you, the way that you know all of these songs, you know, there's a, a thread through them. It's almost sort of a a concept record, Monkey, if not a concept record, not Monkey. And so the the you know those sorts of challenges had already been you know you'd you'd already done that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it was just for me to make it actually sound like that. And so what if there were going to be 
more dotted rhythms than I would have put on a record of my own. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall, my keeper player, is is just silently laughing in the studio. <laughs> so, well, I'll tell you one of the. We should get to your question, and and, and but I I, I want to say. One of my goals for this record is that Ford Pier fans, people who like your music, will hear this record and think of it as just, again, not necessarily, it's certainly not a Ford Pier record, but hear what I hear in it as a fan of your music and just be like, oh, that's, oh, that's really, that you can, I don't know, it's sort of like exactly what you're, in, in a weird way, it's the dynamic you're talking about is that you as a producer had to sort of become subservient to the artist's vision and also maintain your own integrity as an artist and I feel like you did that like you're saying you didn't make the record that you wanted to make you made the record that I wanted to make but when I listen to well, it of course yeah I hear yeah. a Ford I hear Ford Pier hear your brain and your musicality and your your playing on every track and it's I guess it, I think that's one of the things that's allowed me to if it if that wasn't the case, I would have abandoned it a long time ago. I mean, it wouldn't. It, I wouldn't have come back to it 16 years later because it's being a fan of. I get to be a fan of my own record because half of it isn't me. So, um, well, yeah. I I hope that you. Uh, I hope that you're happy with it, Andres. It's a good I'm, record. I'm very happy with it. I'm very happy with it. And um, and if it's the only record we ever get to make to, together, it's definitely the best one. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> So, uh, Matt, you got a question for Sure, for Ford. Ford uh, do you have a question for the Pop Oracle? Yeah, I do, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I, now, am I supposed to phrase this in a particular way? I guess I've never, you know, I mean, like I've heard lots of these, but I've never really studied whether there's a, you know, an honorific which has to be used or... No, just... You know, my question for the Pop go Oracle ahead is, or, oh, you know, you can right. address it to the Pop Oracle if you want. All right. Well, Pop Oracle. Uh, hang on just one second, Pop Oracle. Is it? Hello, Hap. How's it going? I'm just on a... You can edit this out afterwards. Right? Oh, yeah, we no, totally can. Yeah. yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm at work and I'm just talking to a, to a co-worker of mine. Yeah. See you later, guys. Cheers. Bye now. <laughs> okay. As we were. <laughs> Pop Oracle. Um, is irony finished? <laughs> is irony finished? Well. Yeah. I mean, like we've 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 thought that it was before. Supposedly it was it was gone after nine eleven, but it wasn't. But now, uh, not only because of events in the world and just sort of a tone which seems to have settled upon discourse, I also feel as though modes of communication which sort of by their own architecture dictate the sort of information that takes hold in our minds is not suited to convey layers of meaning or isn't suited to convey the impression of being read 
like something written as being aware of being read is a very hard thing to convey in a file, you know? Kids can't even alphabetize by people's surnames anymore because the file begins with the first letter of the first name. So it's very hard to convey layers of meaning in which irony might be couched. Consequently, people get mad at tone or people are bewildered by tone. So I want to know whether it's, you know, just something that we're sloughing off, something that we're going to get by without in the future. Cool. Uh, there's there's layers to that, and I guess there's going to be layers to the song now. Uh, so I guess the question is, is irony finished? And uh, I will engage the pop oracle by spinning the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. And it comes up to song number two, Own Your Lips, Girl. Oh, this is a song that's not from the record, uh-huh. but I think uh, this, is one of the, this is one of the newer songs. And uh, here we go. One, two, three, and... called you back but you wouldn't pick up the phone you called on Carly and Carly called you back pretended like you weren't even home you got to own your lip girl what you say now you're the victim and I'm the bad man and you got control I ain't no victim and you're no bad man girl you're just a feeling your heart you got to own your lip girl Ooh, what you say Like you weren't even picking up the phone You got to own your lip, girl Ooh, my mama, what you say, yeah Reality, ooh You got to own your lip, girl My mama, ooh What you say Hey, 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 that's your reality. Hey, 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 ain't no reality. 
girl from Andras Jones. The answer to guest Ford Pierce's question is irony finished. Now, Andras, so, so tell me about that song, please. Tell us about that song. Uh, okay. Well, that's a new song. It's called Own Your Lips, Girl. And it's it speaks to the song, to the to the question in certain ways. I'll tell you the story about that song. It came about when I was working with the Syncbook Press who put out my book. And uh, it was we were going to be featured in Reality Sandwich, a online magazine started by Daniel Pinchbeck, who wrote the book 2012 and other other uh, sort of psychedelic books of the of the millennium. And there was a a woman who was going to be putting who's going to be editing the piece that was there putting out about us, and. She had given a talk at a sync book event that I'd been at where she was talking about having seen the the Rolling Stone lips all over the place, having synchronicities with the Rolling Stone lips and how that related to Kali, the, the goddess Kali. And she gave this whole talk about it. And then when she came to, came to her editing my piece, there's a chapter in my book, Accidental Initiations, in the Kabbalistic Tree of Olympia, called Cunt Punch. <laughs> That's right. About someone who punches me in the face for, for using that word. Uh, but she didn't get the irony of the title. And so she said, we're ne- there's no way we're going to run this. Mm-hmm. And I wrote back to her. I said, own your lips, girl. I saw your piece about the Kali lips and, uh, you know... <laughs> And she, and she then that's what then that's when she said, well now you're just being offensive and attacking. It became she took it as an attack and mm-hmm. it got un, got unpleasant and I got this song out of it. You know when something when when I feel totally misunderstood and I don't know how to communicate and I feel like someone's not going to get it. The great thing for, that I have as a songwriter is I can then write a song that tries to make sense of it for me. And uh, and so that is a song about someone not getting irony. So I thought that was kind of appropriate for your question, Ford. Yeah. Yeah, that 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 definitely addressed the question. <laughs> I don't know whether it settled the question. No, no. But it touched on the question. There's no question that it touched on the question. It very much did. It's kind of spooky. Yeah. Yeah, well so what did you so <laughs> what, so what did you make of it? Uh in, well, in I liked very it. much what I could hear. I'm sorry to say that uh, uh, some of it was unintelligible. What I, what I was really enjoying, because there was like sort of a compression effect over there, uh, like a really harsh gate effect over the telephone, which made the the there's there's keyboard playing going on. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, it made it sound as though it had like this wild envelope on it, which <laughs> you know, like the the sound would sort of come on and off in a in a really interesting rhythm we put the irony envelope on it (laughs) (laughs) i i wasn't able to make out any of the any of the words at all i'm afraid 
Well, uh, you know, I'll just they're pretty easy. The, the, the first verse is you called on Kali and Kali called you back, but you wouldn't pick up the phone. You called on Kali and Kali called you back, but you pretended like you weren't in, oh, even home on your lips, girl. And then the second verse is now you're the victim and I'm the bad man and you got control, but I ain't no victim and you're no bad. You're no bad man, girl. You're just filling your ho, wo, wo. Ooh, own your lips, girl. Um, which, could, you know, again, if you don't have a sense of humor, that could What's be interesting really about offensive. the perspective of this song as you're describing it to me or whatever is that it's not an, uh, it's, 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 it's not an, it's, it's pretty direct. It's uh, like there's, uh, uh, the perspective is, is, is not hidden. I mean, yeah you're 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 saying it in 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 an artful way or whatever but there's there's no question of sort of sneaking through the back door of somebody's mind to plant an opinion there or whatever it's uh it's a an unironical uh discussion of a failed irony which is pretty <laughs> ironic <laughs> yeah yeah well, you know, people have the wrong idea about irony nowadays. I think that that's one of the reasons why largely it it fails on a public scale right now is because people think of irony as being, you know, like wearing a T-shirt to a, to a steakhouse that you've never gone to or something like that, you know, as opposed to a means of presenting uh, a different perspective than the one that you are, the, the, the one that you're really getting across. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, like in a, in a Randy Newman way or in a Voltaire way, you know, and, uh, in this way you can, you can, uh, provide an appreciation for the opposing view, which makes the view that you actually hold to all the stronger because there's, there's an appreciation of how world, how big the world is outside your own preference, which I suppose this, your your opponent in the song, the woman who didn't get the didn't get the 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 cunt punch thing, which I mean, like it sounds to me, I don't know her, and I'm not familiar with the details of this imbroglio, but it sounds to me as though, well, that's somebody who had made up her mind before, you know, you were you were you were never going to be able to, you know, sway her, point out what you actually meant or whatever. And I have to say, that, I mean, in, is, that, is that accurate? Oh, well, yes. Yes, that is definitely accurate. And at the same time, the thing I love about this song for myself, singing it, why I, I like singing it over and over again, and maybe you can relate as a songwriter, is because each time I sing it, it turns around on me. Like, I ha- like if I was listening to someone say this stuff, my first inclination would be to side with the woman and think the guy singing this is like... An asshole, and I was trying to get into that Rolling Stones. Like I'm willing to be an asshole in this song to make a point, but that second verse, every time I sing it, like I love singing it. It it scans great. It feels good, but it always it's it forces me to I don't know. It expose myself in a way that I'm not even sure I 100 percent always agree with, but emotionally I agree with it in the song and. I feel like it's weird. It's like, you know what it is when you and you do this a lot. Actually, I feel like you would you understand this. A lot of times the characters that you sing in your songs, you're not singing from a point of view of I agree with this person. You're singing from a stand of point of view. A lot of times of I don't agree with this person, but you get inside of that character and let them be as 
ugly and awful as they are in real life. That- oh, for sure. But it's 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 sort of a, I think that you would agree that's a rather, you know, like sort of inexpensive kind of irony to resort to when you just sort of say, yeah, I'm a pig. I, I don't appreciate other people's opinions and I, I only satisfy myself or whatever, you know, like that's, that, that doesn't show any real understanding for, for that person's point of view, because I mean, like people who actually think that way are very rare. Most people who you would, who, who you would actually like have some sort of a problem with, who you would be in ideological dispute with, think that they're totally right. And that the problem is you. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. They, they wish that you would go away and they care about their friends and their family just as much as you do. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, like a, some some step towards an appreciation of that is maybe one of the things that the irony is good in, in one way. And then another sort of irony is the irony of, you know, for instance, the Rolling Stones, just that 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 wink there. There's I don't think the Rolling Stones have ever, you know, like post. I don't know, between the buttons, they have not ever played a note that wasn't like, you're listening to this because it's the Rolling Stones, not because it <laughs> platonically exists somewhere out in the cosmos. It's not the music of the spheres. It's, you know, this is music that could only be made by these five men. And the experience of listening to it is not the experience of listening to that music, but listening to those five guys do whatever they do, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a very sophisticated kind of irony. <laughs> Jagger's a genius that way. I, we've never talked Rolling Stones, of all the conversations we've had, we've never talked Rolling Stones, and I am, one of the things I love about you, Ford, is that you constantly surprise me with the things that you appreciate or don't appreciate. And to hear you say that <laughs> Mick Jagger's a genius and me to get that on tape, I just love that. I just, I compl- you captured a moment of like, of oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very limited sort of, <laughs> yes. and, but, but I mean like, yeah, there's, there's just something, I mean, like, you know, he's, he's, as, he's as good as, 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 Oh, easily as good as somebody like Frank Sinatra in the way that he, you know, like just sort of, gets his way around the right word in the phrase or whatever so that you just sort of know, oh, yeah, this is, you know, it's it's about a feeling. He's not telling you something. He's doing something, you know. It's not a, it's not a representation of something. It is something. Yeah. He definitely gives you license to masticate a vowel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... He really can with those lips, yeah. those Cali lips. Yeah. I was unaware of of uh, uh, lips as being a uh, uh, being a symbolic aspect of Cali. You know, you'd have to take it up with the woman who gave the talk. I, you know, that's that was. I, I it makes sense. Is, you know, uh, they're. You know, they're devour educational to me. You know, because she is the you know she's yeah. the mother and the devour the destroyer and the birther of worlds, and so yeah. You know, in that case, the lips have multiple meanings. You know, she will devour you, and she I will give so. birth to you. Um, you know, when those when when lips turn up as sort of mythological aspects or whatever, they're usually whispering something or 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 blowing something or 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 
you know, touching other lips or something like that, devouring and, and disgorging or whatever, that's more like sort of a mouth, a maw, a big hole, you know, Saturn. Uh, we don't think about his lips so much as we think about like his teeth and his throat. But uh, this this Cali business with the lips, that's going to maybe I'll, uh, I'll think about that while I'm walking down to the Fox to see, to see this is the kit, which is what I'm going to do right after we part ways. Well, I think we may have come to that point. Uh, but uh, before we let you go, Ford, are there any projects that you're working on that you want to let our, our listeners know about? Um, I'm going to, uh, the day after tomorrow night, I'm going to play bass with, uh, Joe from DOA. I used to play in, in the punk band DOA and, uh, Joe is running for city council in Burnaby where he lives. And so there's, we're going to do like a green party fundraiser there where we're just going to play some old DOA songs and Johnny Cash songs and BTO songs and stuff. And so that's going to be a whole lot of fun because we've we've stayed good friends although I haven't been in the band for over 20 years and we don't get to hang out all that often so that'll be a fun thing to do and uh other than that I am going to be doing a whole ass load of touring throughout eastern Canada and Europe in the autumn excellent as Ford Pierre and the by Vengeance myself. Ford Pierre solo no 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 this is this is just going to be on my own doing like some of the some of the stuff that uh, that I did on the Radio 8, Eight Ball show, that set of material. Well, I highly recommend people check that out. It was a fantastic set. Anytime you can get a Ford Pure record, do yourself a favor and do so. And Ford, I do hope that one of the things that comes out of this record is that someday in the not-too-distant future, we get to play some of those songs together and uh, and, and bring them back to life actually standing I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah. Just watch out for the dotted rhythms. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Shuffles, man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Show. We'll see what it is. The, we know what the last answer is, what the last song is going to be. Mm-hmm. The answer is a song, song number four on our list, a song called The Dark Women. And now, the question from Ford Peer: What is the most underrated virtue? What is the most underrated virtue? The dark women. The one with the boots is haughty and fit. She's got a loud, proud voice and a lacerating wit. And she moves fast past where guys like me sit Trailing a fragrance of brightly lit rooms 
She's got hundreds of friends who all look the same. She eats food made of vegetables I couldn't name. What I'd see is a dare. She'd treat like a game. I can't say for certain, but it's safe to assume. Who are these dark women? When they look at me, what is it they don't see? Who are these dark women? What is it they don't want from me? Atop their gleaming hordes Who are these dark women? What are they pulling me towards? I don't think about my exes It's like the sting of defeat is still too recent And I don't think about the girls I knew when I was a boy Something about that seems indecent I don't make plans for the future It's like, it's like I'd only be letting myself in for a fall between them and sail past them all. Still waters run deep, still I think that he's dumb, still he's the one. 
they look at me, what is it they don't see? Who are these dark women? What is it they don't want from me? What is it they don't want from me?